0: Suvas, Perikhey Mishnah Aleph Five One. we We've already established that there is an Iker Ksuba, which is 200 Zuz for a first marriage and 100 Zuz for a subsequent marriage. Our mission here wants to talk about adding or subtracting from that Iker Ksuba. So the first part of the mission talks about what's called the Tosefes Ksuba, an addition to the Ksuba. And that's the question is, may one add to the standard amount? So another, instead of having 200, could it give a wife 300 in her Ksuba? And the mission says, Yes, you may. And the reason why you might have thought otherwise is because by raising the standard, perhaps you might have thought then it'll make it difficult for other men to get married. They'll be embarrassed to get married because everyone else is getting married with a ksuba of 300. He only can afford 200, and so on, and therefore maybe fewer women would get married. And the whole point of the ksuba is to protect women and ensure that they can get married and stay married. Um, so if that process of allowing ksubas to be bigger would undermine woman from getting married, that would be potentially no good. But the Allah is, and the missionary says it's not a problem. Therefore, the mission says inside, Afal Pisha Amru. Even though they said there's a standard amount of the Ikxuba, that a Besula Gova Masayim, that a first-time marriage gets a gets two hundred Zos in her Kxuba, mana and an Almana a second-time marriage, literally a, a a widow, she gets a mana, a hundred Zos, Imratelah if he, the husband, wants to add to that filumea Ksuba, a mea mane, even if he wants to add an extra hundred mana, meaning a hundred hundred Zuz, meaning ten thousand Zuz, Yosef, he's allowed to do so. That would mean that he creates what's called Tosefes Ksuba, an extra part to the Ksuba, and that Tosefes Ksuba functions exactly like the Iker meaning it's part and parcel with the Ksuba, so it also becomes the amount that is a lien against his real assets, and and so on. It's in every way treated like the normal k'suvah. says the Misha, <speaking in Hebrew> If she, the wife, the bride, then becomes a widow or a divorcee, whether from erosin, stage 1, legal marriage, or whether from nisuin, stage 2, functional marriage, it's all the same, says the Tana here. Gova Kol, She gets the full amount. So, if her husband made the ksuba be for 10,000 zos instead of for 200 zos, She would get all 10,000 zos whether he was struck by lightning after erisin or Nesuin, says the Tana Kama. But Rabbi Eleazar disagrees. And he says, Rabbi Eleazar Omer, min ha Nesuin gova esakol. If she becomes a widow or divorcee after Nesuin, they've actually been married, she moved in with him, so then he, then it's binding, and she collects the full, whatever it is, 10,000. Mine erasin. However, if she becomes a widow, or a divorcee, after the stage one erasin, then Basula gova masayim valmana mana. then she gets the ikhra k'suba, meaning a first time marriage gets 200, and the second time marriage gets 100, and not more than that. Why? Says Elizabeth Nazaria, shaloh he didn't write to her that extra tosef is Ella Almanas, al-manas with he wrote it with the assumption, with the test understanding, that it was about her becoming his wife functionally, moving in with him, if she never actually moved in to live with him, so then he didn't mean to add beyond the ichor ksuba. Now, um, this whole Mishnah is predicated on the assumption that already there's a ksuba, which is payable from the time of Erisun. You recall again, in the Mishnah period, there was, let's say, a whole year between the Erisun and the Nesuin. It's mechlokas Amorayim, if indeed there is any ksuba payment after Erisun, or only after Nesuin. And there's a the mechlokas Roshonim, on Howie them. The Rambam says, no, there's no ksuba payment until Nesuin comes around, and that's the Shulchan Arach Paskins. The Rosh, like the Balitosfos, say, yes, there is already Aksuba from the Ayrson stage, the Rama says he brings down the Shita like the Rosh, but then he says anyways the Minug in his time was like the Rambam, meaning that there's no actually no Nis, no ksuba payment till after Nesuin. The whole thing kind of is sort of immaterial nowadays because the way we have our marriages, there's just a few minutes between the Ayrson and the Nesuin, so it's kind of unlikely there'll be any, any enough community. But the bottom line is the halacha. notwithstanding that, there is no Ksuba payment after, after Arisin, um if it would have come out that way. But after Nesuin, yes, there is, and a person could be most of as much as he wants, and of course, he has to pay the full amount um, after Nesuin. Now the mission discusses the question of taking away and giving the woman less than the Ikr Ksuba. So, Already, without even starting, the Mishnah is going to say, no, you can't do that. But the question is, if you want to do that, and if he and she both agree to do it, is there a workaround? Is it okay to somehow work around it? So the first opinion is going to be the lenient opinion. Rebbe Yudah Omer, if they're in agreement. So then, Kosov le-bisul ashtar masayim. He'll have to write a ksuba to this first-time bride, like any other ksuba of a first-time bride, meaning the full 200. But then, if they've agreed that she's really going to do less than that, she'll agree to having like they say, listen, he says I'm only going to marry you if the is a hundred. So then what can they can do is Vihiko Seves, she will write in a separate document, like a like a like a receipt that she gives him, his kabalti, and that's like kind of the code word here. His kabalti, I've already received mimcha mana. I've already received from you a hundred zuz. The point is the ksuba says he will pay her two hundred. She then gives him a second. Piece of paper that says, I've already received 100. And a woman may receive um, her ksuba during her marriage if she wants and he gives it to her. So she's saying, I already got 100 of the 200. And she gives him a receipt for that. Even though it's not true, she actually never got the 100. But effectively now, um, if she's widowed, she'll come to collect 200, but the heirs or the, you know, will say, listen, we already have this, you've already gotten 100 based on this piece of paper we have, and therefore you're only getting 100 more. And that is allowed, says her Yehuda. So that's the His Kabalti um mechanism that she got prepaid, if you will. And similarly, almana Mane, in the case of a woman who's marrying for the second time, her ksuba will say a hundred service, but she will then write him a sec- separate document which says, His chamishim I've already received from you fifty zuz, meaning there's just fifty zuz left. That is allowed, says Rabbi Huda of the Makel. Now the reason why Rabuta allows this is because Excuse so me, Tiferes Israel. The whole rationale of Ksuba is to protect the woman, so that she shouldn't be um, easily gotten rid of. If he just, you know, gets frustrated, he can just say goodbye, get lost, and you're divorcing you. Because in the time of the Mishnah, again, women could be divorced against their will, and that being the case, the Ksuba was there to sort of, um, as a protection to, as a disincentive against him simply just, you know, getting rid of her because it's going to cost him a lot of money. Now, that's to protect her, and therefore, if she thinks it's in her interest to agree to a lesser amount, and she can say, listen, for, a, let's say the basula says, listen, for a, a widow, 100 is a good enough disincentive to get thrown out, so for me, 100 is also okay, even though it's a first-time marriage, I'll accept just 100, and therefore she does this hiskabalti trick, so then, she's within her rights to do so, and we don't stop her. Of course, it then would follow that if she would say, I've received all all of my ksuba ahead of time, so meaning he has no ksuba, he, just, you know, he gives her a ksuba for 200, but then she gives him right back a receipt that says, and I got paid out already, so then that would not be effective, because then there's nothing that's stopping him, and that would undermine the whole takana, the whole establishment of the ksuba. Now, that's Rabbi Yehuda Shita. he's the Makel. Rabbi Meir is the machmer, Rabbi Meir says nothing doing. Rabbi Mer says, Rabbi Meir masayim. anyone who even tries to finagle a way in which the basula is getting less than 200 zuz, v'ula mane, or for a second marriage, 100 zuz, bi'ilas they have no business being married, it's as if they're not married at all. When he sleeps with her, it's as if he's sleeping with an unmarried woman. And the reason why is because, according to Mayor actually, it's a, the idea of a ksuba, at least for a, for a basula, a first-time woman, is a Dorais issue, and that's a protection, even if it's midir for like a second-time marriage, but... It's there for a reason, and those ikur ksuba numbers of two hundred one hundred are, are fixed, and there's no taking away from them. And anything less than that is um, unacceptable. Uh, moreover, this is Reb Meir's so, according to his opinion, which is a woman has to always have her ksuba in full force. So much so that if let's say she she lost her ksuba, she doesn't know where it is, so then um, they can't stay married, and that's the shocharach paskins, the shocharach pas like Reb Meir, that a woman can't stay um, can't continue to live with her husband if she doesn't know where her ksuba is, let's say it got burned or lost or stolen, she has to immediately get a new ksuba before they can be back together. According to one sheet of the Shulchan Arach brings, they can't even have yichud anymore. So um, she must have the full force of the ksuba to protect her at all times, um, for them to stay married, and that then is the halacha like this, meaning that there's no such thing as his cabal, there's no such legal mechanism, the halacha of a woman accepting um, less than 200 zoos for her Self, the so if it's a first marriage or a hundred zos so in the case of a second marriage.